studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm guessing that if you listen to this show, more than likely you tend to be in the crowd that if you're at a 4th of July event and they're playing the national anthem or you're seeing the flag, you stand up and salute or you feel patriotic or you read articles or books about you know, what a great country this is, as opposed to some of the crowd out there, and I don't have any idea what percentage this is, that uh, was horrified by Fourth of July, and it's just a reminder of what a failed country we are. And what was the op-ed in the New York Times over the weekend? It's time huh. to admit that the Statue of Liberty has not lived up to its promise or something like what that. What the hell are you talking I, about? I know it. I read the one about the flag is no longer a symbol of unity and rolled my eyes till I had a headache. I didn't bother with the idiotic Statue of Liberty. I saw one. I don't remember what newspaper this was in, an op-ed about how we need to have a new flag that doesn't have white stripes. (laughs) And I actually thought, is this the Babylon Bee or is this real? Yeah, I know it. I know it. You know, if you spend your entire day, every day, you've dedicated to your life, to finding something to be offended by or oppressed by or angry about, you will find it every time. You will live a life of, of anger and resentment. If you take the opposite view of it and be a positive, uh, you know, problem-solving oriented person, you'll have a wonderful life. Bit of a back and forth on social media over the, the extended weekend where you had Congresswoman Cory Bush tweeting, when they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen and black people still aren't free. To which quite a number of black people responded, uh, yeah, I am. I've done great. This is a wonderful country. And uh, one point I, I appreciated was somebody asking, who's the they she keeps referring to exactly? When they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, the freedom they're referring to is for white people. Who are you talking about? Well, uh, I know one person that would agree with that point of view is Olympic hammer thrower Gwen Berry, who was pissed off that the national anthem was played at the Olympic trials. As she was uh, on the stand, she finished third. Uh, hammer throw is not one of the sports I watch a lot, particularly the women's hammer throw. But Stop the, the hammering! <laughs> throwing. Um, anyway. The hammer throw. What's that all about? So she turned her back and uh, pursed her lips and put her hand on her hip when it was uh, had to be, had to be obviously angry that the uh, national anthem was being played while she was out there on the field. And it turned out it had nothing to do with her. It's just for whatever reason, for this day, they played the national anthem once at the end of the day, and uh, she happened to be out there when it was all played. right. She fine. said they did that on purpose, and that it was a racist intent. All right, fine. How many chucking stuff sports do we need? You got the javelin, you're chucking that. You got the shot put, you're chucking that. What is the hammer? Some weight at the end of a chain? It's a weight on the end of a string. Okay. I don't know How often they... do you see people hurling those in real life? I mean, what's the use of it? <laughs> you see one. people running all the time. You see people swimming on a regular basis. You don't see people chucking uh, rocks at the end of strings that much. Because the Internet does what the Internet does, people went back into Gwen Berry, the hammer thrower's old tweets going back many years, like 10 years ago, in which she said things that are kind of, maybe, I don't know, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me, but this is what the world does, and so this made headlines also. 
Gwen Berry, the hammer thrower, is facing new scrutiny after Internet sleuths unearthed a slew of controversial tweets. Controversial according to who? Including some a decade old in which an athlete joked about rape. I'm about to rape my lunch, she once tweeted in October of 2012. That's an odd tweet. Uh, eh. Whatever. I don't care. Like I was saying, if you spend your day looking to be outraged or pretend to be outraged to get clicks, you just tire me out. It's yeah. no way to live life. Yeah, I can't live that life. So anyway, we're talking about how it depends on where you are. I was watching the fireworks in San Diego and uh, out in the harbor on uh, Dave's boat, our friend Dave's boat, which is a pretty good place to, to be. Oh, for the fabulous. And all boats tied together and flags and national anthems and just, you know, and the, the Navy SEALs jumping out of planes and people cheering like crazy and that sort of stuff. And I mentioned to Dave, I said, you know, I, I live in a town where they don't think this is cool. The American flag is kind of, oh, that's a little much, isn't it? That's a little too in your face. No, that little, might be a uh, Trump supporter. That's colonialism. Yeah. And um, uh, reading the uh, opinion pages of the Washington Post and the New York Times, which were just nonstop. We should rethink the flag, rethink the national anthem, rethink this country. What is there to be proud of? Blah, 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 blah. All that crap, and I don't have any idea what a, what what size of the country that is that that represents. I'm thinking it's quite small, though. Yeah, I was. I actually have some poll numbers around here somewhere about uh, people's attitudes for, toward critical race theory and teaching it in schools and and the rest of it. Uh, and it is it is definitely a minority of people, but it's sizable enough to be kind of disturbing. Uh, Maxine Waters, who in her defense is an idiot, tweeted. July 4th, and so the Declaration of Independence says all men are created equal. Equal to what? What men? Only white men? Isn't it something that they wrote this in 1776 when African Americans were enslaved? They weren't thinking about us then, but we're thinking about us now, which is a bunch of words strung together. And then she went on. Further, the Declaration of Independence says we hold these truths to be self-evident. Yet 17 states have enacted voter suppression laws. Supreme Court gutted Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, none of which are accurate at all. Uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, need I say more? Hashtag July 4, she added. Yeah, you do need to say more. You need to say something that makes any sense so we can understand what you're blathering on about. Unbelievable. Tell you what, this whole, uh, and who was it who called... um, was really forcefully calling the Biden administration out for saying that the 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 new voting laws anywhere were Jim Crow on steroids. They're saying, man, that's and I wish I could remember who it is, but they were pointing out that you are you are sending the message that the Jim Crow era was mild limits on mail-in voting. You just said the Georgia law is Jim Crow, and is the first rule of mathematics or the second or third? I don't remember. I wasn't good at math. States A plus B equals B plus A. Well, if mild limits on mail-in voting or vote uh, voter uh, harvesting is Jim Crow, then Jim Crow was mild limits on voter, uh, you know, vote collecting, as opposed to the most horrific failure of our country to live up to his principles, probably in our entire history. That sucks. Stop doing that. That sucks. Stop doing that, Joe says. Some direct language. That's what it's called for here. Enough of your intellectual blah, blah, blah. We got this text. I finally called it quits with a best friend of mine this weekend. 
after she posted about how there was nothing to celebrate about Fourth of July and we should be burning the flag instead of fireworks. Man, wow, you probably made the right decision there. Sounds, yeah, yeah, it sounds don't like a lot of that. work. That person are... sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. They everybody has to decide who they are. You know, it's a, your identity. And some people have chosen. I am on such pure intellectual high ground that I hate this terrible colonialist country. Which is fine, except that it ignores all of human history and every other country on Earth, and you're comparing the U.S. to some sort of utopia. And what really, really bothers me about that is that since that outward 5% is controlling the conversation, and then, of course, you got the outward 5% on the other side, the other 90% of us can't work in a, an open-hearted and intelligent way on, on living up to the principles of the country. Because we're fighting Ibram X freaking Kendi trying to indoctrinate our kids into some sort of cult of America hatred. There's no time to work on the legitimate problems. These people are just so corrosive and damaging. Major hack we should tell you about could be the Russians. If it was, Biden said he would uh, retaliate. So we'll we'll see uh, more on that in just a second. The NBA finals kick off tonight, and the best player in the world currently playing, the Greek freak, may not play. He may be hurt, which oh, would no. be a drag. Hmm. Um, everybody's keeping their mouth shut about that, but I will probably tune in a little bit. Uh, what else do I want to make uh, get to? I got so many things. I got so many tiny notes that I made from a week and a half off. Uh, Blake Shelton and uh, and uh, Gwen Stefani got married over the weekend. Oh, and um, happy for those two kids, I guess. <sighs> I think it's kind of uh, interesting. I saw some pictures from their wedding. His current hit song is "Minimum Wage," and it's all about how he's a regular minimum wage guy, and you're <laughs> so in, I'm so in love with you that blah blah blah. Minimum wage, minimum wage, minimum wage. It's very. I really like the song. Very cool song. But the pictures from the wedding at their place. <laughs> holy crap! Oh, my God. Was that Buckingham Palace or your house? Oh, boy. Holy cow. They're they're too old to breed, which is disappointing for the world because um, they would have some good-looking kids, but he's 50 and she's 45, so I don't think they're going to have any kids. uh, Wait a minute. Too old to breed? I don't know what you know about biology, but come on now. We can get her implanted. Wasn't there like an 80-year-old British gal who uh, popped out a kid a while back? Something like that? (laughs) 80? Uh, Gwen, she's very athletic. She could still do it. 80 seems a little old. Yeah, she was old as hell, as I recall. But I want to get to this at some point. Uh, They're passing a new law, perhaps an animal welfare bill in Great Britain, that will be the most, depends on how you look at it, uh, lunacy in the world or the most progressive in the world, Uh, like making sure lobsters are stunned before they're (laughs) boiled in water and stuff like that. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really something. Uh, it'll it'll change the entire relationship between human beings and animals if this goes through. And, you know, I don't know, could could be next for where you live. So, I mean, when you're stunning a lobster, like tell him, hey, Gwen Stefani gave, just gave birth. I mean, that, whoa, oh, what? my God. Then you and throw then, him in the pot. And then you throw him in the pot. <laughs> exactly. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
U.S. cybersecurity firms are still trying to comprehend the full impact of this attack. As you mentioned, it was discovered late last week, impacting a number of financial services firms, travel and leisure companies. But the question, of course, is still who is behind it. These hackers are reportedly asking for some $70 million in Bitcoin. They're believed to be tied to a Russian cyber crime group. However, President Biden says the U.S. is still trying to determine if the Russian government had any involvement in all this. So the Wall Street Journal is calling it the second biggest uh, ransomware hack ever, which it, it, I don't know if they mean the number of computers or if they mean the dollar amount. That's nah, not clear to me either. It's like 1,500 companies or something like that. $70 million is a heck of a lot. Of course, unless you get actually get the money, it's, you know. Right. You know, it's like when you you ask, whatever. $40,000 for this painting. If nobody pays you that, that's not what it's worth. No, sir. I've made plenty of demands in my life that were not met. So, yeah. But it's a, it's a big deal no matter what. Ransomware hackers demand $70 million to unlock computers in widespread attack, the Wall Street Journal says. It started to unfold on Friday, estimated to hit hundreds of mostly small and medium-sized businesses and tens of thousands of computers and set off alarms in U.S. national security circles all over the world. Um, regularly, these companies that are attacked, I've never heard of in my life. Kaseya Limited. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know what they were. I'd yeah, they in my life. provider of business software, I guess. It was one of those uh, increasingly common, they find some flaw in software lots of people use. Yeah, the ransomware incident has raised concerns because Kaseya's VSA software is used by many technology companies to provide computer management services, potentially providing a gateway to other victims. So it would seem that the people that hacked this company, you know, had done their homework and really knew what they were up to and that getting into this company would allow them a backdoor into a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I understand this uh, Kaseya term had been contacted by Dutch researchers who said, hey, you got a problem with your code. And they said, whoa, really? And they were working to fix it, but the hackers beat them to it. It shut down cash registers at a big uh, grocer in New Zealand. No, I'm sorry, in Sweden. Sweden, the grocery store. In New Zealand, there's schools. So they shut down schools in New Zealand and grocery stores in Sweden, in addition to all kinds of other things around the world. We, the, the Internet's a bad idea. I, oh, yeah. I say this all the time. Unplug it <laughs> Just for un- the good of humanity. Unplug it. Look, we gave it a try. We gave it a good, solid, multi-year try. No good. I know we've said this a thousand times, and it's, it's obvious, but it wasn't very many years ago. You could have been the greatest criminal of all time. You could be a super genius like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to shut down schools in New Zealand and grocery stores in Sweden and some tech companies in the United States from your bedroom. No. No. Are you kidding? Not within a million miles. Lex Luthor of Superman fame couldn't dream of anything like that. And so they're demanding $70 million. And again, well, sometimes they, you know, the companies pay up and they keep their mouths shut about it. Um, yeah, doing it right on the, the eve of the 4th of July extended weekends, particularly insidious. Can you imagine being an IT guy or a CEO or CO or whatever, you have to deal with this stuff. I mean, it's just, oh, you think, let's just pay. Can we just pay? Let's pay these guys. Do we have the money? Let's pay them. So this is a different headline. In the past few weeks, ransomware criminals have claimed trophies in at least three North American insurance brokerages. Uh, 
This happens, well, you know, we've heard the quotes from the FBI. This happens every day, all day long. It's a never-ending thing, these ransomware attacks. They don't get enough attention. For some reason, we, including me, we just can't, for some reason, get emotionally invested in 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 cyber crimes the way we do regular crimes and i don't know why i don't i don't know why if a guy you know uh, b- blew the the deadbolt off the back of a building and snuck in and all this different sort of stuff i'd read breathlessly about it it'd be so amazing but cyber crimes you know much bigger thefts you just kind of go eh. well i think it's just that as as animals and we are, are all animals particularly after a couple of cocktails uh we just we don't feel that threat to our physical being. You think that's it? That's interesting. It's Maybe not it a highwayman going to crack our head open. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. There's something going on there that it doesn't have the same, I don't get the same emotional reaction from it. It's just, meh. Yeah, you know, the part that does get me that uh, that emotional reaction, though, or get it from me, is when they shut down a hospital, when they shut down uh, schools, businesses that are really helping people, and they can't help people. You got the babies on, uh, you know, premature babies on their, their monitors and the rest of it, and all of a sudden that stuff's not working? I want to find these uh, Russian bastards. I want to cave their heads in. But a heist of, you know, a million dollars. With if, if criminals, if there's somebody driving a getaway truck, you know, and and you know, uh, false identities involved, and, and all kinds of stuff like that, you watch a movie about it. But sure. much, much bigger real life crimes happening cyber wise, you just eh, Man, for some reason they shouldn't do it. They ought to stop. But if this turns out to be Russia, and a lot of people are claiming it's a group associated with Russia, Biden said specifically just like a week and a half ago. From the Department of Statistics, uh, nearly half of residents of one particular metro area say they're going to leave. Plus, road miles were down during the pandemic. Deaths were up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Somehow on vacation, I don't know if I hit my head or what, I thought I was Jeff Bezos, I guess, and just spent money like it's not real, like it's Monopoly money. Just What is it about vacation? What is it about vacation? My kids ask for things on vacation. Sure. Let's do it. In normal life, (laughs) no freaking way. Yeah. We're not ordering this to eat. That's too expensive. But I'm on vacation. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Money doesn't count. Let's change the topic, shall we? That's topical. It's tired. <laughs> and it's making me remember stuff I just, I just did. I just can't believe that I fall for it every vacation. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then, then um, not only is the money gone, I'm concerned that they've you know, uh, grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle that I can't keep up. I almost bought a second pair of Crocs. <laughs> I- I'm so- Hi, I'm Joe, and I spend money on stupid things. Aholic. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Before we get to a brand new feature that I'm very excited about, I wanted to just bounce back very quickly to the various America-hating Maxine Waters, Cory Bush idiocy, saying that uh, when they say the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land, and black people still aren't free. I mean, there's so many things wrong with that screed. Um, the whole stolen land thing is so idiotic. idiotic. Did you see those uh, Native American people giving the finger to Mount Rushmore? 
F I your country. That. and Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. This the mountain is our sacred ground, and it was stolen from us. And somebody went through the history of all of the tribes that controlled that particular part of the North American landmass, one after the other, after the other, after the other, conquest after conquest after conquest. And I stop at three conquests because I don't want to bore you. There were many more than that. Like every square inch of land on Earth, it's been controlled by multiple people regimes, governments, armies, whatever. The idea that the second-to-last people to have it, well, they're the legitimate owners of that land, and the people who currently have it are thieves, seems to be in a really commonly held belief among people who just haven't spent 10 extra seconds thinking about it. You certainly couldn't have that argument in Europe with any spot of land. That's a good point. Excellent example, yeah. Uh, anyway, but in reply to that, Thomas uh, Williams, who's a black man, said, I'm a 40-year-old African-American descendant of slaves. The year is 2021, and I have been free my entire life. A couple older folks pointed out, hey, pre-civil rights era, you were a hell of a lot less free. It's an excellent point, and the kind of discussion we can have if idiots aren't in charge of the <laughs> of the conversation. And then George, uh, George Foreman, of all people, tweeted, For about 54 years, people have asked me not to keep saying I love America. Well, I do, and I'm not ashamed. Don't leave it. Love it. Happy July 4th. The greatest day of my life was when I put on my colors representing the United States in the Olympics. That's I love right. the United Beat States. Beat some commie ass and won a gold medal. Damn right. Love the United States. I love the flag. Uh but there are a lot of people who haven't found that reason. They don't strive. They haven't been brought up with people who are patriotic to even point them in the right direction. And a lot of people died so they can have that proof. Good for George Foreman to weigh in. Yeah, no kidding. Boy, if he did weigh in right now, I think there'd be a three, <laughs> followed by a couple more digits. <laughs> anyway. Well, he's, you know, he's got to try out his grills to make sure they all work. If there, one works. Has there been a great biography of George Foreman? I don't think so. The, the the poor young man becomes super heavyweight boxer. The uh, he was, you know the the fights with Ali, where he fit into society, the whole uh, the 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 Zaire thing, and then you got him being broke and bankrupt. The religious conversion, right? Then Donald J. Trump, all people helped him get back on his feet by having him fight Evander Holyfield, as I recall. Oh, really? And then he builds himself into this entrepreneur, and all his kids are named George. I don't know. I think it'd be <laughs> worth a quick read. Anyway. All his kids are named George. <laughs> there's, there's so much, so much there. So all that was an overly long preamble to a brand new feature, Armstrong and Getty by the numbers. Okay. This is our theme music. Could this guy not that be troubled to word. tune his guitar? <laughs> well, what's our usual one? It always works. Yeah, come on. No, 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 no. The Flourish, Armstrong and Getty, by the numbers. There you go. There it is. Perfect. (laughs) Love it. So just a bunch of statistics-related stories that you might enjoy. First of all, 40% of San Francisco residents plan to leave due to quality of life. 40%. Which reminds me, um, and that was a poll commissioned by the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce. Uh, additionally, eight out of ten people polled said crime has increased in the city. Almost ninety percent polled said they believe that the homeless crisis has gotten worse. And roughly three quarters of residents in San Francisco itself said their quality of life has declined over the last year. Three quarters. Wow, your quality of life should not be going down. 
Oh, that reminds me. We've posted at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links uh, the latest viral video out of San Francisco where this gang of guys goes to high-end shopping districts and just loots high-end uh, purses. Uh, and they just grab handfuls of them, run out the door, strong-arm anybody who gets in their way, and just steal thousands and thousands of dollars worth of purses. It's the third such incident in recent weeks. Uh, as the communist uh, uh, DA uh, continues to claim that decriminalizing crime is the way to go. And indeed, one of his employees, do I have that somewhere? One of, uh, one of his staffers, the district attorney, there it is, of San Francisco, <clears throat> tweeted, essentially, and they deleted it so you can't get it, but if you're concerned about violent crime in San Francisco that mostly impacts the poor and marginalized, you're some kind of white supremacist. So if you complain about crime, you're a white supremacist, just so you understand. Yeah, right. Moving along, more Armstrong and Getty by the numbers. Yes? i got to add one more thing to that story just because it's something occurred yesterday. So we're riding in a cab. This is in California, and we're out on a freeway, and my uh, youngest really needs to pee. So I say to the cab driver, because I couldn't get an Uber driver. I couldn't get an Uber. First I had time the same ever. experience. Could not get an Uber. Wow. Anyway, uh, cab driver, he pulls over alongside of the road so my son can pee. And um, there's this chain link fence. And we've been driving along a California freeway that's just like, it. actually it looked a lot like when we went to South Africa, when we went to Cape Town for a radio broadcast years ago. Tent after tent after tent after tent along uh, you know, a ruralish stretch of highway in California. And then there was this sign on the fence where we uh, stopped to uh, to do our business that said, no trespassing, environmentally sensitive area, habitat restoration underway. So oh. I thought that was hilarious. They have a sign there put up by the taxpayer to talk about how carefully we need to treat this area. It's just nonstop garbage and tents. Just, Needles. I mean, for miles and miles and miles, garbage, tents, and people environmentally sensitive area habitat restoration underway oh really wow. oh really is that what's unless going on you're a junkie then you can do whatever you want then you get to do whatever you want if you want to build a uh you know an auto parts store there or a coffee shop or anything else no no, no environmental concerns but uh random people just deciding they're going to live there and leave garbage behind go ahead we're running out of time for armstrong and getty by the numbers But to your point, when you only ask for compliance out of the compliant, it breeds resentment and 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 contempt for the law. Sure does. I've, I've seen it actually. This is it's uh, it's kind of a bougie example, and forgive me for that. But for instance, I've I've belonged to golf clubs where you know they have a dress code. You can't have, like, holy jeans that show your ass. You can't be wearing a hoochie mama tight uh, tank top or whatever. And the people who follow the rules follow the rules. The people who don't, they just kind of ignore. And that breeds resentment under the people who are following the rules. And you can't have that in society. It's it's corrosive and it's dangerous. But, you know, on the uh, other hand, I've never said it myself. I used to be a big law follower. Now I'm a, I'll decide if I want to follow this law or not. With lots of laws, because there's so many stupid ones. Yeah. Anyway, back to Armstrong and Getty. By the numbers. Eh, it's optional at this point. <laughs> I think we've all Love grown that. tired of the oh. Uh, in the weeks after September 11th, 2001, Jack, 
Americans took the roads and highways because we weren't flying. Um, and there was a huge increase in uh, a death toll on the highways. Not surprising since there was such a huge increase in miles driven. Strangely, in 2020, some of the, the, the 2020 numbers are starting to come together finally. Uh, as initially reported and presently congealing with additional data, the opposite is also true. Despite having driven much less owing to lockdowns or fear because there is nowhere to go and nothing to do for a while, uh, according to the NSC, the National Safety Council, they estimate over 42,000 Americans died in motor vehicle accidents in wow. 2020. That's 8% more than the previous year. But here's your blockbuster number. That rate of fatalities per 100 million driven miles, which is the normal measure, leapt 24% from 2019 to 2020. It's the largest increase since they started tracking it in 1924. Wow. Um, uh, Do they have any idea why? I know the guesses are people were driving faster, but is that the actual reason? Well, the journalist, whose name I do not recall, uh, wrote, I myself recall vehicles flying by me on the highways last spring, passing other motorists on the left, right, on the shoulders, driving over grass medians. friend told me one afternoon she was passed on the right by a motorcycle doing a wheelie at vastly in excess of 80 miles per hour. Yeah, those of us, we were, we're essential folks. I don't know if you realize that. So we kept coming to work during the COVID and, uh, and, and for a while the commute traffic was just so light, which was great. But it was an unprecedented period of being passed at 110 miles per hour on either side, sometimes simultaneously. Yeah, it might be that, uh, or or maybe it's just you know without uh, without traffic gridlock all across the country, every every collision was a was a you know was a highway fatality. Speed a, kills, Jack. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah. people didn't have to be driving 80 or 100 or crazy. Just the fact that you were going 70 instead of 20 in bumper-to-bumper traffic, that might have been all the difference. You know, we have numbers to back up your uh, harebrained theory. As a matter of fact, uh, Inrix, which is a driving data analytics firm, analytics firm, indicating that in urban areas, average speeds increased by 35% last year. Yeah, just people driving faster. Yeah, Could so there you faster, have it. Yeah. Yeah, isn't huh. that something? Forty-two thousand people. Well, lost it's just their no lives. doubt. It's it's a more dangerous commute for me at highway speeds than it is at thirty miles an hour. I mean, it's just a fact. I'm not going to get hurt in thirty mile an hour traffic. Yeah, yeah. And there's also the hypothesis that people willing to leave their homes during a pandemic are likely risk takers anyway, and more, uh, uh, shall we say, unsafe than the average driver. Mm. There's really no way to prove or disprove yeah. that, but it's an interesting thought. Um, a couple of COVID stats for you that I hadn't heard that are kind of interesting. Also, Great Britain about to pass the most progressive law about how we treat animals of any place in the world. And uh, I don't know if this is going to be the leading edge of, uh, of treating lobsters like they're sentient beings or not. But if this catches on, things are going to get really expensive and really weird really fast. And if you have to leave us now, we understand to go with uh, God, my friends, and have a wonderful day. But perhaps grab the podcast, because in hour three, we will discuss, do Republicans have more Democratic friends or do Democrats have more Republican friends? Okay. And what does it mean? I don't know. Am, you I, sp- am I supposed to know? No. Because I don't. Not until I tell you. Okay. I will tell you exactly what it means. I'm off the hook, then. Good. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. For the last two years, this has been where Bill Clinton has called home. But tonight, he will sleep in his own bed after the bombshell decision by Pennsylvania's Supreme Court to overturn his conviction of sexual assault. Just to clarify what was said there in uh, Michelle's introduction to the story, we apologize for the mistake. The story, of course, is about Bill Cosby, the entertainer. Not yeah. Bill Clinton? Yeah. Serving time for sexual assault? Yeah. Well, ironically, it could have been. So story behind the story of the making a mistake there is, Bill. how did Bill Cosby get out? Why did he get out? What happened there? Long story, very, very short. The judge ruled that the previous district attorney had struck a bargain with Cosby that he would not prosecute him criminally if he would consent to testify in the civil case. Okay, that guy leaves office. New guy comes in, says, nah, I'm going to use all those statements you made in the civil case against you in the criminal case. And the soups ruled far from unanimously. But uh, the soups in Pennsylvania ruled that. No, that was that was an unholy overturning of an agreement and, and government persecution, in essence. God, this seems like it deserves the yeah, but still treatment. Yeah, but still. <laughs> it's Bill Cosby. He's raped 60 women at least. Let's yeah. leave him in jail. Yeah, probably unfair, but still. Um, I have drank all my coffee. Apparently, I uh, have grown, a, grown accustomed to a leisurely lifestyle during our week and a half off. And uh, the, the rigors of working are causing me to need to go turn to stimulants to be able to wow. keep my energy up. <laughs> Same here. I was doing a good job of cutting down on my caffeine over vacation. I'm hammering it down. Hammering it. Mm. Speaking of Great Britain. Oh, boy. Got a, got an update on a story out of Afghanistan. Boy, the way we're leaving there, it's making me think there's a story going on that's not being reported. Anyway, more on that in hour three. Hmm. This from Great Britain. Lobster's feelings loom large as British Parliament debates animal welfare bill. They're glorified cockroaches that happen to be delicious. Let's be serious. How does a lobster feel when it's dropped into a boiling pot? The British Parliament wants to know. Hot, I'd imagine. Is an octopus ever sad? (laughs) Do squid learn lessons? Do bees feel joy? Do earthworms have anxiety? All of the members of the House of Lords are currently... I don't know. Some days I'm just digging through the earth. I'm I'm processing the dirt through me, and I'm thinking, what's the point? Are the other worms looking at me? I just Am I measuring up? I just don't know what to think. I got no legs. Why no legs? (laughs) Wow. All of these questions are being debated in the House of Lords currently as they work on this new animal welfare bill. Can you imagine they're actually trying to debate whether earthworms get depressed? (laughs) Uh, these questions arise because Prime Minister Boris Johnson, Bojo, I didn't know this, is trying to make good on a campaign promise promise that he made that he was going to um, uh, come up with a law that animals are sentient beings and deserve to be treated better. I didn't know Bojo was this kind of a guy, did you? I didn't know this was part of his politics. No, I had no idea. Meaning the government would be obligated to not only safeguard creatures' physical well-being, but also to take into account their feelings of pleasure, pain, depression, etc. The animal welfare bill is a potentially sweeping piece of legislation that could require all arms of government, not just the agricultural ministry, to consider animal sentience when forming policy and writing regulations. New questions might arise. Are those popular tour boats filled with bird watchers too close to the breeding cliffs? 
and it depresses the birds? Does an especially photogenic puffin seem perturbed by them and get upset? Does a rare wild bird have a right to be left alone? Hmm. You know, there are some legitimate questions in there and some ridiculous ones as well. I just, it's a question of how far you go. Do I want whales harassed so tourists can get pictures of them? No, because they are clearly sentient beings. Do earthworms get anxiety? What? Now you're into Crazyville. Um, one of the people behind the legislation said they want to see a perfectly good stunning machine deployed at all restaurants before crabs and shrimp go into a boiling pot. We could do this job more humanely. What would it cost to stun every lobster with some sort of stun gun before you put it in the pot? Well, and every shrimp? Are you kidding every me? Every shrimp? Are you shrimp kidding me? lobster's stupider cousin. <laughs> They're going to stun every single tiny little shrimp. I ate shrimp on a boat just over the weekend, dipping it in the little uh, red sauce. It was delicious. Well, now, by these standards, you have to outlaw fishing right now. Oh, absolutely. Fishing is you put a hook in its face and yank it into outer space. I mean, that's how it is from a fish's then perspective. dig the, f- the hook out of its face and throw it back in the water. Or just gut it and eat it, which can't please the fish at all. Unless they're suicidal, that's a different problem. So they yeah. bring a big plate full of shrimp to your table and stun them all right in front of you. Whack them with a hammer first. <laughs> all right, now we can cook them. We'll be right back. Anyway, we'll see what Great Britain does with this law and uh, in what way it affects the rest of the world. I don't you know, know what I, they're going to do with dogs and cats. I have a lot of great China stories. Maybe we get to them today. Maybe we don't. But, man, you have empires that have stuff to do, and they're doing it. Yeah. Then you have empires that sit around thinking about whether earthworms have anxiety. <laughs> 